We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Hey, welcome to Eye on Real Estate. I'm Stephen Gaines, and I'm sitting in for Dottie, who is in London on business. But Real estate's most popular educator and best-selling author of Tips from the Top, Esther Muller, is with us today. See, it takes two of us to replace one Dottie. Good morning, Esther. For sure. Good morning, and thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. And thankfully, our shortstop is with us. Although he's a basketball player, I don't think shortstop is exactly the right thing. But Ace Watana Suparp is here. Ace is the Google of mortgage loans. You can ask him anything. And he'll have the answer in milliseconds. Good morning, Ace. Good morning, Esther. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. And we're going to time you now. We have a stopwatch. So when when somebody calls in with a question, you better be there in milliseconds. I encourage you to call in and to say hello, ask a question, talk about real estate with us. We're at 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Gee, the board's already lighting up. Um, Ace is the executive vice president of Citizens Bank, um, in charge of mortgages and, and, and finances. And, um, I'm a Citizens Bank customer, not because of Ace. I was drawn to them because they have great product and because after being turned down 16 times for a, a mortgage and a refinance, uh, Citizens stepped up to the plate. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions. They have over $150 billion in assets. Um, they're actually headquartered in Providence, Rhode Island. And they offer a big range of kind of loans, retail, commercial banking products, services to individuals, small businesses, you name it. They help its customers reach their potential by listening to them and by understanding their needs in order to offer tailored advice, ideas, and solutions. And that's what that's what happened to me. Um, in consumer banking, Citizens provides an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking, a banking a 24-7 customer contact center, which has been very convenient for me. And they have 3,300 ATMs and approximately 1,000 branches. In 11 states. Yeah. So they are, um, it's, it's because of their kindness and generosity. They're giving back to the community in which they do so much business by um, underwriting the show. So thank you, Citizens Bank, and thank you, Ace. I appreciate it. Later in the show, Lynn White is going to be joining us. Lynn is a uh, 
political commentator on WNBC TV News. She was part of their uh, power panel, and she was a morning news anchor for WPIX TV. If you saw her, you know her immediately. She's and she's great fun. She's now in real estate. And isn't everybody now in real estate? And we're going to talk about some of her own personal experiences in the world of real estate. She'll be with us about 1030 at 11 o'clock. Author CJ, uh, attorney CJ Berger will be joining us. CJ is an attorney who focuses on real estate construction and litigation laws and a special guest at 1030 if he's not too busy opening doors. Uh, a tour man from Central Park South that Estimuller uh, arranged for us, Andre Stevens. And he's going to tell us about the life of a doorman in a busy Manhattan building and also about the new hard-won uh, wage increases that the doorman's uh, union just won. Uh, by the way, Dottie Loves is part of the show. Today in history, April 28th, we've got heroes and villains, okay? Oscar Schindler who is credited with saving the lives of 1,200 people, 1,200 Jews during the Holocaust, was born today in 1908. And he died in 1974 at age 66, so young. Also, uh, happy birthday to uh, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Talk about villains. who was born in 1937 and died at age 69 by hanging. Now, the, the board's lit up, which is always wonderful to see, 866 Two, two. Let's start at the. Let's start at the top with Karen. Karen. Yeah. Good there? morning. Hi, Karen. You have a question about smoking in apartments. It's very interesting because there are a new development co- uh, cooperative laws. Well, Karen, why don't you ask your question and then and then Esther will uh, will talk to you. Hi, Esther. Good to have you back on Saturday morning radio. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, it's, it, I live in a co-op building in Manhattan, and of course, every building has their own rules, but I understand there's laws coming out by August that there has to be a smoking policy in a building. And <laughs> curious to know, do any of these policies, you know, cover things like, dare I say, smoking pot? It happens. Yeah, you know, you can smell it. It's pretty, you know, pungent. Thoughts on the process here? Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, on a personal level, one of my own tenants that lives at the Park Vendome, 57th Street, uh, has called me every few months about her next-door neighbor, and it's very disturbing because she can smell pot uh, coming through her ceilings. So the answer is, according to um, the symposium I went to this week and hearing several attorneys, it's still not a yes or no. It depends but the one thing takeaway that was important for everyone to know is that you need to have it in the policy. So all the board members of buildings should now rewalk and reexamine their bylaws and what the policies will be and become more specific about the smoking. So smoking, according to the attorneys, involves right now including everything. It's smoke. Is it a smoke-free building? Or are you allowed to smoke? And those issues will probably become the hottest issues this coming year in most buildings. But is there any uh, such thing as a smoke-free building in New York? I don't think so. There are. Oh, yeah. There, smoke, yeah. Oh, there are? You yes. mean you can't buy a, a condo or a co-op in a building Correct. if you smoke? Correct. And that's if the laws went into effect in the bylaws and the policy of the building is no smoking, period. It means you need to know beforehand. And, yes, there are a few buildings. As a matter of fact, uh, Karen, you said, yes, do you know of any? 
sure. Um, 25 Sutton. 25 Sutton oh. place out. Nobody mm-hmm. smokes in that building. No, yeah. it's a smoke-free building inside out. Doesn't you, you can't smoke in your apartment either, period. Wow. Wow. That's great. Now, I have a question, though. Um, not necessarily for you, Karen. But well, I have a follow-up about... question to my question, so don't okay, cut me well, off. Okay, well, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> good, <laughs> you're saying good, about, good. What if it's for medicinal use? I just no, that, you know, that was exactly my question because, you know, pot, I don't know, I really don't know the legality right now in New York one way or the other, but just like we have therapy dogs. You're breaking up, Karen. Just like we have therapy dogs, right. you know, that are allowed in a building that, that doesn't allow pets, is, you know, is, is pot for medicinal use. Does that get around it, Esther? So the question is a great question. Thank you. And, yes, it was brought up this week. Uh, and the attorney's answer was, which I didn't know myself, but he answered it the following way. If it's for medicinal purposes, there is marijuana that is in tablets, in pills, and not in smoke. And that uh-huh. would be the option and alternative. Ace, do you, do, you, uh, do you smell marijuana smoke in the building you live in? You know what? I think it's, uh, it's something that you can't avoid. Um, I smell it on the street sometimes uh, near my apartment, so... But um, inside the apartment, you know, I mean, not really. But if I did have, you know, someone that was smoking in, in, in the condo building, I think that would be a little bit of a concern as well, you know. So, well, so you is know, there a, a blanket um, um, con- uh, handling of this, or is that in by, by individual boards? So if it's, you know, how do you, yeah. how do you handle it's regulating individual something board. like this? The board of directors will make a decision, and if they're going to have to change it, they need 66.5%. I don't know what 5% means. It's like a half a person. Studio apartment. Um, (laughs) 66.5% of the people in the building to approve the new policy and new rules, and that's that's a great issue right now because Mm. I don't mind. I don't want smoke, period, myself. So it doesn't matter whether it's marijuana or not. It's just not a good, healthy. Uh, I believe in Denver, where it's legal, that I read a year ago that there are laws already and that there are buildings that are marijuana smokers' buildings. And that if you smoke marijuana, that's an okay building. So I don't know if they <laughs> no, banned it elsewhere. No, but I think it's great. They should. They should. Well, Look. well, it's legal in Denver, Stephen. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is legal. And now, also, on Fifth Avenue... Uh, a new store opened up on Fifth Avenue. It's called MedMen, and it's a marijuana dispensary. Right now, it's a medical marijuana dispensary. You need a marijuana card and a doctor's note to buy the shop's products. But they do offer such things as tinctures, vape pens, which you can't smell, and gel caps, but no smokable marijuana that's being offered right now on fifth avenue but full legalization is about to come uh, andrew cuomo has said in january that he thinks it's a good idea and his challenger cynthia nixon, nixon. In, sure. endorses it as well so um well you know they have these stores right now where you go in and you smoke cigars smith and madison avenue so maybe they'll have these boutiques where you can go in and just and sit uh, and get high like in amsterdam 
Yeah, <laughs> which really makes sense. You know, it might say it makes sense to you, but if I was going to do that, I don't think I'd want to be sitting in a store on Fifth Avenue, you know, watching. Okay. Exactly. I'd wear my dark glasses oh, and a hat. Too. You ever see me in a cloche hat? So have you know. your back to the store. You don't have to be sitting there. Oh, now I have my back to the door. I cower in the corner. Karen, thank you. Do you have another question? Otherwise, we're well, going to move I, on to I Kevin. I do have one other comment, though. No, I, I think we've covered that, but I don't know how Esther's mic is working, but I don't hear her very well. I'm not sure. I'm obviously not oh. sitting by the radio Thank right you. now to hear how it's coming out to the public, but I hardly hear her in on this phone. So Thank you, for, thank you for tipping us. Uh, thank you for pointing it out to us. Yes. Yeah. It, well, we don't want to miss your words of wisdom, Esther. Come on. You're, you're, you know, <laughs> we want to know what you have to say. But anyway, it's interesting that okay. it's good to know there's an alternative to smoking if indeed, you know, medical marijuana is the issue and somebody says, well, I need it for that reason. I think that's a great but you know, I, I just want to tell you something. People really enjoy smoking marijuana, just like people enjoy having a drink. Now, would you say to somebody who is having a drink, you just take this pill instead of sipping your Chardonnay? And you well, but the difference is, though, the, the smell of the liquor doesn't get into my apartment. That's a good point. She's, this That's is one point. smart girl. I woke up in the city, uh, and uh, we walked out in the hallway, and it was 7.30 in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, and the hallway already stunk of cigar and cigarette smoke. Yummy. It was just awful. And I remember <laughs> I lived in a building, in uh, a condo in uh, in Florida, and when the, apart- when the elevator stopped on the fourth floor, the oh. cigarette smoke, there was somebody on that floor yeah. near the elevator, and all the tenants knew. So if it was going to open on, on the fourth floor, we'd go, you know, mm. and, and run and hide. But, uh, Steve, I'd love for them for you to give their telephone number so if anyone is listening and has an opinion on it, it's a great topic. 866-970-9622. Kevin and Carol, hold on. We're going to get to you. 866-970-9622. Okay. Thank you both. Love the Thanks. show. Karen, you were terrific. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thank my you, pleasure. Karen. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Kevin, my friend. Yes, good morning. Good, good morning, morning, Kevin. You have a question for us. I do. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I, I'm in real estate, and I've attended Esther Muller's um, Real Estate Academy, and I'm so glad you have her on because, uh, you know, I've been to different places previously, and she's just the best real estate educator in the city, hands down. So and he's so not getting for paid for today. this. Here, here, and I'm not I getting agree, paid. Kevin. I wish I was. But, but, but thank you for having her on. Um, so good morning, Esther. I would love to ask you, you know, with, with the, the success you've had in the real estate business and the, the, the longevity you've had, what, as a real estate agent, what are one or two things that an agent can do every day consistently that is going to foster that that success and that longevity in the business and lasting year after year? What are one or two things an agent can do consistently every day? First of all, show up. Show up to... You mean show show up up in life or show show up up at work? Show up in life, show up in work. And I think that's uh, that's a good segue in being able to really... Go to places where you might not be comfortable. Make yourself comfortable. Work ethics are really important. So if I had to say anything, it's your work ethics. It's not a nine-to-five job, especially on residential. We need to be there 724. And in commercial, a little less. Weekends are not as important. And my second thing is really show up. 
show up. That means just do things in life, meet people, go places, be involved. Can I tell you something, Kevin? I used to uh, be a rock and roll writer 40 years Mm. ago. I was the rock and roll columnist for the New York Daily News. And the way I was a good rock and roll columnist was I showed up everywhere. I met everybody. Mm-hmm. I met managers, agents, publicists, music people. I went to rock and roll concerts. I jumped from one to another. I went to parties. I lived, ate, and slept my business because I loved my business. And if you, I didn't mm-hmm. love my business, I wouldn't have been successful at it. And real estate, mm-hmm. even more than almost anything I know, is a 24-7 thing. You go out, you mm-hmm. go to a cocktail party, you meet people, you get clients, you build a client base, you learn more about the business from talking to other people. So I think Esther's advice is, is prime. Show up, learn about it, immerse yourself in the business, and love it. And if you don't love real estate, it's, it's really not a good thing to be in because it is very consuming. Stephen, you are just right. so right. You're getting an yeah. A this morning. Thank for you. This. <laughs> thank you, teacher. Good. <laughs> thank you. Oh, uh, that's great. Thank, thank, thank you so much, both of you. That's a great, great show, and, and thank you for those that, those answers and that input. Thank you, Carol. Carol from the Bronx. Yeah. Who else is Hi. from the Bronx? Yes. The question I want to ask, do I need to formally write a letter or get a lawyer to write a letter to uh, discontinue the oil company that I'm using now? Um, I only own half a house, and the other half owner, uh, we paid the bills together half and half, and unfortunately he passed away two years ago, and the new half owner is not paying uh, their share of the bill. And so it's a, it's a nightmare all the time to get them to pay their share. And I'm finding out that they're also going into the account. Now, I never remember, it's been 10 years with this company, officially taking out a contract, but the company took the other legal half-owner, the first one, off of the bill, and now only my name is on there. And I said, why did you take his name off? Um, because it's the same family there, you know, it was uh, deeded over. And uh, they said, well, you're, it's, you, we have your Social Security number. I never gave them my Social Security number, and they told me when I initially called just to find out pricing. I called many oil companies to find out pricing and, and all the, the things that they provided, and they said they looked up my Social Security number and put my Social Security number on the account. I never authorized that. So now I'm going to pay this next bill that came in for the fuel, and I want to drop the account. And uh, they tell me I have why, and they want to know why I want to do it, and then they tell me I have to call, get in contact with the sales department. Do I need to get a lawyer to get out of this so-called contract that I've never seen? And um, and why do they have – are they – uh, can they get my social security number if I make an inquiry how much something costs? Okay, so Carol, uh, you know, I'm not an attorney. I just want to give you a common sense answer to it. And my first common answer, and from what I do know about fuel and utilities, and I do also have a home in, in East Hampton, and when I was not happy with the fuel people, I just changed contracts to someone else. If you don't have a contract, and it sounds like you don't, and it sounds like they're trying to still keep you as a client and a customer. So they're telling you, speak to our sales department so that they can try to convince you to maybe sign up a contract. But I would very simply say, one, 
Be very strong about the fact that you don't want them anymore and get yourself another contract with someone else. I'd go elsewhere. And if it doesn't work, and if it doesn't work, then you call. Carol has a bigger problem with the partner who's not paying his half. That's That's right. And that's that's why I want to close the account because I'm finding out from the oil company that they are calling up the account and finding out if I paid my half and they they want to know the balance. Maybe Carol can can hold on. Can you hold on for a second? We'll finish this. We just have to go away for a brief break. Don't go anywhere. 866-970-9622. Hang in there, Carol. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hey, welcome back to I on Real Estate, the only talk show on radio that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, including pot smell in the hallway, believe that. Uh, Lynn White has just joined us. Lynn uh, is a, was a political commentator on WNBC-TV as part of their power panel and a morning news anchor for WPIX-TV. Good morning, Lynn. Lynn? Remember we were going to go back? No, we were going to go back. I hope she didn't hang up. Oh, she I hung didn't. Up. I'm right here. Oh, not Lynn, uh, uh, darling. We were going to uh, go yeah. back to um, a lady who had a question about her... Carol hung up because mm. I introduced Lynn. Right. Hi, Lynn. Hi there. How are you? Okay, we were just talking to a lady from the Bronx who mm-hmm. was had a problem. You know, she she co-owns a building with somebody, and they're not paying their half of the uh, fuel bill of the heating bill. And you know, I co-owned a townhouse in Manhattan with somebody, and it was absolute murder. You know, you don't. You, you there are two things that you don't buy with somebody else: a horse. Because he wants to go one way, you want to go the other way, right. you know, and a boat because you want to sail north and he wants us to sail south. By the way, Ace Watana Suparp, who is our mortgage and finance expert, is also here with us, Lynn. So how are you today, Lynn? I'm very good. How are you? I am fine. Now, you recently just got into the real estate business seriously. Are you doing radio and TV still? I'm still doing that, but I've been actually in the business for 13 years now, and I started with Dottie at Douglas Elliman many years ago, um, right after I left Channel 11, and I haven't given it up. It's an amazing uh, business to be in, and I think it's an exciting time, especially in New York, because prices are shifting, the market is becoming more realistic, so there are more buyers out there, people anxious to get deals. Have you um, personally moved a lot in your own in your own life, Lynn? Absolutely, and in my adult life only. You know, probably like most people, um, I grew up in a, a house in the suburbs of New York City um, and stayed in that house from the time that I was about three until I graduated from college and left the house. Um, today, I think people are more mobile, especially in the city. You know, with with your income level changing. Um, a lot of people get divorced, remarried. Things change in life. And I think this is a transient city as well. Um, so it happens more to folks here than anywhere else probably. How many times, Lynn, would you say you've moved? Oh, gosh. I'd say five or six within wow. a 20-year period. And you just recently moved because you got married. I did. I did. So, so did you move into his apartment? Yes. 
he owns this apartment. Um, I left a rental uptown. Um, before that, I had bought an apartment downtown on the west side, on the Hudson River. And, um, you know, things changed for me. I moved to Harlem. I was there for all of eight months, fell in love, moved in with my then boyfriend, uh, back downtown to the Lower East Side. And here I am, uh, six years later, married, Is, happy. Did he, did he put your name on the, on the lease? On the no, lease? because we are actually uh, putting it up for sale soon. So I see. The next place will. The next place will. Yeah. By the way, I Esther. hear you too have a property on the market. You know what? I took my I took my property off the market. I had it on for six weeks. Right. Uh, it, it was everywhere. It was horrifying. It was in the Post. It was in Women's Wear Daily. I would open up these newspapers and I'd see my bedroom, you know, <laughs> in these newspapers, and then I'd notice that the extension cord was hanging down from the TV. Oh no! It was just awful. There were dirty dishes in the sink. No, that's no, no, not no, no. true. I really convinced Stephen. Hi, Lynn. Hi. This how is are Esther you? Muller. How are you? Oh. How are you? I haven't seen you in forever. How's I know. We go back a few years back. ago. Yes. Congratulations on getting married. Oh, my Thank God. You must you. have great Especially advice. Especially at this age, right? <laughs> oh, my God. She and married you know. a great guy, too. She Thank married a handsome you. guy who's, you know, spiritual. Are you talking about me or Lynn? Well, you've married many <laughs> handsome guys. <laughs> oh, exactly. a serial marrier, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm going to have my own show on how to get married. There you go. How to how find to the right more. husband. <laughs> exactly. So, so, Lynn, I was yeah. going to say, Stephen uh, invited me for dinner. He has the most spectacular house, fabulous kitchen, and I convinced him, why are you selling? You should stay here and live here. So, you know, like we're emotionally in love with Stephen's house. Yeah. I am going to stay there. And, you know, I used to rent it out, uh, and uh, my tenant last year uh, got pregnant in my bed. And uh, uh, not with me, with her husband. So uh, I decided. Really? I decided that. Yes, I decided. Listen, at this age, she'd have nothing to worry about either. But I just, I decided that I, I can't rent it out, and I don't want to sell it. So in six weeks, I, I took it off the market. And do you know what I did? I at that point, I went to Citizens Bank. By the way, who underwrites this show? And mm-hmm. they were the only bank, Citizens Bank. By the way, Ace Botana Suparp, who is the vice president of Citizens, is also on the line with us. Ace, are you there? I'm here, Stephen. I'm just listening, having a great time. <laughs> well, it, it, God, God bless them at uh, Citizens Bank. I was uh, able to refinance, so I am going to stay in my house. And Lynn, I think you were in my house, weren't wow. you? Wow, how long have you been there now? Uh, uh, let's see, uh, 28 years. You know, and, and did you find it, um, really hard to make that decision to possibly let it go? Because it's like a death in the family when you've lived in a place for so long. It's very hard to detach for a lot of people. I, I agree. I don't get this downsizing. Right. Downsizing is like, you know, you're giving up on everything. And no, I, I was walking through the rooms at two o'clock in the morning crying like Aww. I was never going to see it again. And, uh, and then everybody said, don't worry, you'll move to something smaller. And everything I saw that was smaller just depressed me. So I really, uh, I really do love my house. Thank and it's you. a feel-good house. When you walk in, you just, you know, feel really good. It, it's got a great vibe in it. Yep, except for me. No, you you make the vibe. <laughs> so, so Lynn, I just want to chime in for a minute because we have this quite a lot, and people um, get married, and they get married as you do sometimes later on in life. 
and they own property. And how do you advise your clients and people in your life when they're now deciding to give up each one their own apartment or move in with the other? I know Dottie always loves to talk about it, and I think it's a real serious issue about how do you make sure that you're protected legally. So do I think you have any good a, advice? Yes. I, I, well, the, you know, you get a lawyer, a good one. Um, there are all kinds of ways to do that, too. Uh, one, you can gift your property to your new spouse. Um, you can have something written in. Um, you can will it to your spouse. It, you know, or you can decide to um, put it in a, in a prenup. So there, that's a legality that I think especially women need to pay attention to because you move in with the husband. Let's say something happens to him, and the husband has kids or, or um, heirs, and all of a sudden they're coming after you for your home, the place that you've lived for probably a while. And it's a very tough situation to be in. So you have to pay attention to those things. I think that when you are considering moving in with the other person, you figure out whose property has the most value, whose property uh, offers the best space for our needs at this point in time in our lives, and you go in that direction. I mean, it was hard for me. I lived in a great brownstone um, uptown in Harlem for all of eight months, as I said before, and uh, we preferred that apartment. It's just that the apartment we're in now is one that we own to we own um and together we will sell it very shortly so and then create a new space for us that that will hopefully combine what we had up there which was a lot of charm with what we have here which is convenience it's close to everything it's modern it's got um views of the bridge, as I talked to you, it's got a terrace, two bedrooms. Um, it will be on sale soon, <laughs> so look for that. Um, and the other thing I think it's it's kind of interesting when you move in together. First, when you live with someone or you're dating someone, you kind of figure out which space works for you because that's where you end up. You know, when you're dating, you spend the night at somebody's house; it feels comfortable, so that's where you land. Um, and I think that that happens a lot with a lot of people. Hmm. I've only had people move in with me. I've never actually. What? L- because you have a gorgeous house. No, yes. and I have the house. gorgeous house. And you want to be in your house? Well, I date homeless people, so you're I mean, a well, take charge person. You like to care. You're a caretaker. Yes. So that kind of goes with your Listen, personality. I have a few friends I'd like to introduce you to. Lynn, I, I'm taking now, but Lynn, let's uh, let's ask. Let's uh, hang on. Let's ask uh, answer Paul's question. Paul, are you there on the line? Yep. Paul, yeah. we're going to have to take a break very quickly, but let's. You're curious if you should buy or rent an apartment. Oh, here's the story. That. I own a co-op in New York. Can you hold off your question? Yeah, for I went out to Scottsdale, Arizona, the last six years. Paul, 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 one second. We I hear the question. theme music coming up, and we love your question. And Lynn's going to help us answer it, but we're going to stop for a very, very brief break. So, could you hold on just a little bit longer, Paul? Okay, that's great. We'll be right back after this word. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
Hey, it's Stephen Gaines sitting in for Dottie Herman. I'm here with Esther Muller, Lynn White, Ace Watana Suparp. Paul is on the line with a question about whether he should buy or rent. And Janet, we haven't forgotten about you. Please stay on the line. Paul, you were telling us your yeah. story? Yeah, here's, Go ahead. here's the story. I own a co-op in New York in, on Long Island. And I've been going out to Scottsdale, Arizona for the last five, six years and renting for three, usually three to five months because I have to get back to a part-time job. Anyhow, within the next two or three years, I'd like to stay out there for about six months or longer. So my question is, should I try and buy an apartment or should I continue to rent and maybe sell my co-op and rent in New York, which is expensive? I'm not quite sure which way to go. Ah, with the new tax laws, I can tell you. Go west, young man. <laughs> Definitely go <laughs> to Arizona, buy there, rent here. I, I think a lot of people are doing that. In fact, there was an article recently that talked about 800,000 New Yorkers and, and people from California who were doing just that. They're leaving these states, renting here, and going to states where there's no tax consequence because of these new so-called tax cuts really? we now have. Yes. That's my so feeling. Esther, what do you think? Then I'm, uh, yeah. yeah okay. I'm sorry, Paul, what were I'm you listening. saying? No, I'm listening. Okay. The All right, so that I'm looking at is in a complex and okay. they go for about two fifty to three. Right. And my co op I think is worth about the same, three fifty to four. A little bit more. So I'm thinking if I sell the co op in New York I could buy an apartment in Scottsdale and then come back because the summer there is unlivable to right. come back to New York for about two, three months and rent. Is that what I you're think saying? That's, I, I would advise that. Um, Esther, I don't know if you agree or not, but I think that the value in states without tax consequences is going up. You're seeing that in Florida right now, big time. Um, and I think that the val- where is, by the way, where is your co-op in New York, in Long Island? Oceanside, New York. Okay, I would definitely sell that if at all possible and move west. And so I'd like there. to, yeah. So, Lynn, I, yeah. I appreciate and respect your thought, and I'd like to say that my answer is it depends. And it depends means I don't like to sell if possible. And if I own a piece of property in a great place like Long Island, and you can rent it out, and it gives you enough of an income or a positive cash flow after your expenses to also be able to buy something new. So, one, I would not let the tax affect me, uh, especially with you're talking about a category of two hundred and fifty or three hundred thousand dollars right now. Um, and Ace is on the line, and I think. As an example, to be able to put a down payment in Scottsdale and, and buy yourself. And I'm a believer in buying. You know, I love to buy. Mm. So if you can get a good deal right now because it is a buyer's market and you could put down a minimal amount of money and Ace could help with the mortgage for you and you get enough money income from this other renter unit you have in Long Island. You're saying, excuse me for interrupting, you're saying you think I should rent the co-op I own in New York? Correct. If you rent can do that, yes. If you can That's rent not it out. to do, as you well know. Well, uh, let me ask it's you, why do you, ta- why do you think it's, na- it's easy to do Maybe if it's priced? Maybe the co-op priced- doesn't let him. 
why are you saying it's not easy for you to do? Will they give well, you the two I, years? I, Some co-ops I give think you two years. most people would want to rent for, you know, a year or two years. Okay. Why would they want to rent for six months? Oh, you, uh, we're not talking about renting for six months. Esther is suggesting you just rent that out, that you never sell that property because it's always going oh, to Oh, just increase. rent it out. I get you. And then buy an apartment in Arizona and then right. come back to New York and rent something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, I, I oh, agree with that if you can afford to do that, but you have to figure out your balancing act. How much are you yeah, going to get for rent? Does it pay all of the bills on the apartment itself? I think that's ideal if you can afford to do that. Absolutely. Have that's two places positive, that you own. But if you can't, I, I'm just thinking five, ten years down the road. I would prefer owning in a place like Arizona, but and it depends on your age as well. If you're, you know, Paul, if you're in your 40s you? or 50, I'm 71. Okay, so then you want more of a, you know, you want more of a retirement atmosphere, and and exactly. that seems like, yeah, that seems like the logical move, that just in my sense. opinion. But again, I think yes, you're right. If you can afford to own two places, absolutely. No, that's not, that's out. Then not. There you go. <laughs> well, when I, I say two places, excuse me. You can own two places and not carry two places. You can own two pieces of properties, and one generates enough of a rental right. income. That, so that's why saying. I said depend. I rent a co-op I own in New York. Right. And, and see if you can put a down payment. The cost of buying an apartment in Arizona. Correct. And then what about I, my? How, okay, so for let's say May, June, July, and August. I have to okay. come back to New York, and I have to rent something because I have to live somewhere. Right. That's okay. another cost for him. Can we come back? That's an extra cost. Story. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I suggest. I would love to be able to talk to you more and advise you on it. So you can call me or Lynn, because we've got all these people waiting to uh, with all sorts okay. of questions. But I love your question, and I love to advise people on ownership, especially Bye. Thank also, you very Paul, much. I also, Paul, your, this question is is very complicated because you're 71, and right. it's not as if you're going to hold on to something for 25, yeah, 30 years. I'm still standing room. There you well, go. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. On behalf of all 71 year olds, I'm sorry. Now the expectancies, the the expectancy is about 110. So 71 is only midlife. I don't know Please. if I want to be 110. No, no, no. Excuse me. He's got a long run. You do, Absolutely. Paul. You do, Janet. Right. Okay. Janet, you're on the line. You've been so patient, Janet. Are you there? And I live in. A, yes, I'm here. My name You've is been Janet, so patient. And I in a co-op in New York City, and I'm a real estate agent. And I'd like to know if it's appropriate being on the board of my co-op to sell apartments in my building. Oh, I love that question. Yeah. Janet, <laughs> Janet, I love that yeah. question because I happen to be a member of the board of my own board in a co-op right. in Manhattan and also a member of the board in my Georgica estate in East Hampton. The answer is, right. as of January 1st, mm -hmm. 2018, there's a new law that went into effect and it's called, the law itself is self-interest and exposing and disclosing any self-interest. So a real estate broker in New York City on the board must disclose that they are. And if the deal is theirs, they have the opportunity to re 
recuse themselves and not vote on the new people coming onto the board. But what do you think about Esther, I want to ask Esther also this. Um, Wouldn't that be an advantage, though? Because I have clients that are always looking for members of the board to help them in their process and getting in and, and helping them pass the board. So I would think that would qualify as an advantage, no? The answer is, again, it depends. I love it depends because, yes, it could be an advantage, but I'll give you a great example. Some of the brokers in New York City are telling the potential buyer, and they're on the board, you use me as a broker because I have an in to the board. I'm on the board, and I will help you pass. That is conflict of interest. Absolutely. And very, yeah. very reason that the new law came into effect, one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. And then if your husband is a plumber and you're on the board and you're getting the plumbing company to now do all the plumbing in the building, yes. that needs to be disclosed. And these are all disclosure laws. So, yes, because I'm a broker and because I'm a member of the board, I definitely know the ins and outs and be able to help you. But at the same time, when money is involved, it it needs to be disclosed. Because what if you're a broker in that building, Lynn, and this other broker, Esther Muller, is also the broker, and she's getting all the listings and all the deals? You'd be pretty upset that that broker in that building is, is... portraying herself as the know-it-all and being able to get everybody through the board. And you know what? I think Esther, you delicate. and I both know brokers like that in particular yes. buildings, and you're right. Exactly. It, it's, it's not fair, and this new law is brilliant. I think it should have been done a while ago. But I also yes. think that um, it, it's still, some people might find that to be something that works for them after you disclose it, after you say, I'm on the board. But if you say to them, I'm on the board, and therefore I can get you in. That's false, because there's no guarantee, because there are also other people on that board. Correct. Correct. And I use it to my advantage. Yes, which is what a smart broker does, right? Yes. So for those who are listening and are thinking, gee, you know, like I really love my building, and I'm also a broker, but should I get on the board? Uh, you should get on the board if the first loyalty is to the building and the shareholders and right. not to your pocket. There's well another said. Side. There's another, right. Exactly. But there's also another side to this, and it doesn't have to do with being on the board. If if somebody, if there is a broker who lives in a building, sometimes they sell a lot of apartments in that building. Don't brokers, don't, don't you kind of take over the building, one broker, if they live in a building? I know that there are brokers in the San Remo who live in the San Remo, and they sell all, almost all the apartments in yes, the San Remo. Yes, there are broker specialists. You know, and they, they present themselves that way because they've sold in the building, they live in the building. And that, again, that's something that, that's a plus for them. But I think what Esther is talking about is this full disclosure because just because you live in the building, you're on the board, you're also then representing uh, two sides of the deal if you're also representing the buyer. And that needs to be told up front. Correct. As a matter of fact, I often say, because I have a real estate school, and they say, well, what can you say? What can you not say? I say, you can, the Department of State says you can do anything you want except murder. You can do anything <laughs> you, you want, but you must disclose it. Right. If you're right. going to take 
kickbacks, if you're going to do all sorts of things, it's okay as long as you're disclosing the information legally. Mm -hmm. So disclosure is the major, major portion, as long as people know what's happening. And so that uh, building expert, broker that thinks they're the same Remo, uh, they also can be very, very abusive. So on the one hand, again, that's why the word depends in my life is is a very important word. They can help the building or they can take ownership as if they really own the building. Right. And I've known brokers who did not live in the building that they took ownership to. Well, you know, I made four or five deals. Everybody knows me. This is my my building. Right. Really? What entitles you to that building? So I, again, am very, very weary of anyone that thinks, yes, I'm an expert on the building, but it doesn't mean that I've really taken care of everybody in the building properly. So buyer beware, renter beware, all of us need to be aware that disclosure is important. Ace, I'd love to ask you a a question that doesn't have exactly to do with this, but do you find that applications for mortgages uh, have uh, decreased because of the the trending upward of the uh, of the interest rates? Yeah, I think you've seen a uh, decrease in mortgages, um, definitely, um, because of the increase in rates. But I think when you look at the purchase market, it's um, so robust, especially during the spring market and, and this time of the year, right? So. We're getting, um, you know, record record highs in terms of applications for purchases. But overall, Stephen, um, that is a really good question. It's it's down because there's no more refinances, but it's seeing a lot of people, you know, enter the um, purchase market for sure now. And are you finding also that because of the rules and regulations that have come to be because of the mortgage crisis a few years back, that that turns people off as well? I think three years ago, um, that was the case, Lynn. But now, um, I think folks are are sort of, um, I guess, used to the new normal, right? So I yes. think credit is, is definitely um, has been a lot more stringent than the, compared to 2009 and the crisis. But, you know, right now, I think as long as you have good credit, you, you're showing an ability to repay. You know, folks are getting loans. And, and what's interesting is, um, to Esther's point, a lot of banks now are – coming out with programs, and even Fannie Mae, where they're allowing folks to put at, as low as 5% down. So really? banks are definitely a lot more confident, and there's a lot of, um, there's very little default rate, mm-hmm. which um, is old, which is showing definitely consumer confidence um, from the banks, and um, a, lot, a lot of millennials now are jumping in as they started their lives a lot later, and you're starting to see them now um, go into the uh, first home-time buyer market, so... It's funny. I have a I have a an article here that says uh, millennials have FOMO, fear of missing out, and hmm. that comes because all of their friends on Instagram and Facebook and everything are posting pictures of their <laughs> new homes, and it's making yeah. them kind of jealous. I want to do that too. And, and by the way, according to the U.S. Census data, um, home ownership rates rose for the uh, for the fifth consecutive quarter in 2018. Yeah. So. And as it should, as it should, 5% even is nothing. And Daddy always says, I remember when it was 16 and 17%. And guess what? I remember also when it was 16 and 17. And I think the millennials are for sure candidates to buy. The interest rates is fantastic. And everything indicates that it's going to be really more of a buys market. So Ace, get ready. To get May I ask That's you a question? It. Where are you Definitely. seeing five percent down? Oh. oh my God! If you're a doctor, 
if you're a professional right now. We've got to stop for a break. I don't want okay. anybody to get cut off. Oh. Lynn, right. you were we just so fabulous, much. Lynn yeah. White. Thank you so much for calling in. I really, really appreciate it. Let's. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.